This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. Today's guest is Penny Jordan, a longtime resident, business owner, and town councilor from Cape Elizabeth, to talk about the controversial housing development proposed for town center called Dunham Court. The $12.5 million project will require several zoning variances to build a 49-unit apartment complex it calls affordable housing using a taxpayer subsidy in the form of a TIF, or Tax Incremented Financing, valued at $3.5 million. Penny Jordan joins me by phone. Welcome, Penny Jordan. Hi there, Cynthia. It's great to be here. Really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about what is becoming a controversy in our beautiful town of Cape Elizabeth, and that is the Dunham Court Affordable Housing Project. I think it's fair to say that you've been generally supportive of the project. Is that fair? I think what I'm supportive of is delving into the ordinances that um, are, are proposed changes in the town center. Um, and, and I say that because um, I'm, I, I'm a firm believer that when um, a, a, a plan is put in place, like back in what 2014-ish, when the town center plan was put in place a lot of things change and um and i i I think we've seen uh if you you know drive around portland and south portland and um and uh even scarborough and you see the um the planning strategy that was put in place what about 10 15 probably 20 years ago uh, that was about uh, kind of mixed use in the um, uh, downtowns, and so having uh, commercial space on the on the first floor. Um, I think that uh, I think that many towns, and I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I that a lot of uh, councils and committees are having this conversation. Um, well, in that, this in this particular case, though the um, the two lots in question that are being proposed to build this development on this um, apartment complex, they had already been approved as a four lot subdivision in the right. town. So, if it, I mean, isn't it true that if this Dunham Court wasn't being built, there'd be two commercial lots that were just recently approved by the town council and the planning board? That does exist, yes. Yeah, so do we know whether or not anyone else is interested in these two lots who would develop them in accordance with the comprehensive plan and the zoning laws? I can't answer that because I don't own the property, and uh, Dr. Jacobson would have to answer that question. I don't know who's approached him for uh, interest in purchasing that property. What problem do you think that Dunham Court will solve in Cape Elizabeth? Why should the taxpayers of Cape Elizabeth subsidize this private development? What what public benefit or problem solving is, is going to take place in your view? Uh, in, in my view, um, um, how should I say it? I really think that uh, there is a need from an economic diversity in Cape Elizabeth when we get the median house now at what over six hundred thousand dollars. I see that the um, uh, the aging population in Cape Elizabeth may have an interest in staying in town and uh, moving into uh, one room or uh, one bedroom or two bedroom apartments. Okay, I, can we stop there the, for a sec though? 
Okay, this, I, this has been brought up several times that there's an increased aging population in Cape Elizabeth that, um, yes. that, that it seems to me since 90% of the housing is single family that are owner occupied, wouldn't most of these older people be selling real estate that has appreciated substantially and could therefore afford a market rate apartment? I mean, has there been any economic studies about the financial wherewithal of these elders in Cape? Mm -hmm. I can't answer the question about what people's uh, financials are, but I will agree with you, Cynthia, that yes, they can they can sell their houses and the market is in a place where they can uh, probably make a significant profit uh, of their houses, from their houses. I agree with that. Um, I also uh, assume that there are... Uh, elders who are probably uh, in some level of debt and would need to, and all of that profit wouldn't go to uh, purchasing uh, or going to another um, uh, apartment or whatever. I just think people want to stay in their town. I truly well, believe that. Well, I do. That's I do. that may be true. People want to stay in their town, but I guess that begs the question, though. The developers of this project are planning on selling their the tax credits that they get for like three point five million dollars. This is mm -hmm. a this is a for profit corporation that is seeking a variance of four substantial zoning laws in addition to a taxpayer subsidy. Now, do you know how much profit the developer is going to make when all is said and done? I don't know their financials, and I have uh, um, not received any information on that do you think it's important in balancing whether or not there is a public benefit that outweighs the cost um, do you think it's important that we know how much money the private investors are going to make as a result of our taxpayers subsidizing this project is that I a question that you're going to ask I, it is a question I have asked and what's the answer um uh, we haven't gotten to that point yet. That wasn't from the developers. Now the, de the question oh. has been put on the table. The d the developers have presented information to the town. I'm looking at a proposal, um, and they they say that the TIF, the tax increment financing that they're seeking, um, which I I first of all, they say that there's a gap in the amount of money they need right, to make right. it feasible of $750,000. Do you know what the word feasible means when they when they use that term? Is that in order to make a profit or is what what is what does feasible mean in your view? I think feasible for, I I think feasible from my perspective is to um, is that they're saying in order to make that um, project uh, possible and that yes there would be a, a profit of course they're going to have some sort of uh, profit and right but yes. why should of course they're going to have a profit but why should I have to pay what like why why do they not have to pay property taxes on town property and I do like why why should the other people in Cape Elizabeth be subsidizing mm -hmm. the profit of a, of a private developer mm -hmm. I think that's a valid question and I'll carry it forward do you know, the other thing I'm, I'm a little confused about is that um, 
the affordable housing that's described in the comprehensive plan, it's, it's been said by these developers publicly and repeated by the town planner on several occasions that the Dunham Court is consistent with goals set out in the comprehensive plan. However, when I look at the comprehensive plan, the definitions of affordable housing are not at all what's being used in the project. Do you think that building a four-story, low-income housing project subsidized by taxpayers in order to profit private developers is, um, um, do you think that it's worthy of Uh, of of our, our taxpayer dollars. Is that the best use of taxpayer dollars is to subsidize a housing project? Um, I think if, and I would use the word affordable, not low income. Uh, and, and so I just try to kind of stay in that realm. I, I do see that there are, uh, are benefits to the town, and um, and I'm I'm not saying that I I have supported each of the uh, proposed ordinance changes, and so I I need to delve into those. But when I look at the comprehensive plan, and then we say de develop strategies to to promote small businesses in the town center district that can be interpreted in many different ways. And the way I interpret that is to invigorate a, a, a town center. You, you need to have uh, people uh, present and shopping and, um, uh, you know, transacting in, in that area. And so one of the things that I think about from a benefits perspective is that if we truly want businesses in the town center, then we, we need to consider how do we get population in the town, town center? Well, uh, well, but has there been a, the, the proposal is for 49 units of mostly single bedroom apartments. Yeah. So, so let's assume that like it, at maximum capacity, there's 75 people that live there. Yeah. Did, has there been yeah. any studies on what impact 75 people in town center will have on the local businesses? There has not been an in-depth study on that that ha I am aware of. Are, are we aware of the costs associated with, I mean, everybody wants free Wi-Fi and a gym and reduced yeah. housing, but is why, why, like what, what, what person is going to live in Dunham Court, in your view? How do you describe, what do you, who do you envision living there? I have to tell you, and not that I, I'm renting an apartment there. I have to tell you, I see people like myself who are single and, um, and, um, don't require, I don't want to own property. Um, I already, um, I want to rent and um, I want to have uh, access to um, whether it be stores or whatever. Uh, and I want to be in Cape Elizabeth. I see a person such as myself, uh, interested we've had uh, a couple of uh, young people who continue to speak out in support of the project who want to uh, uh, live in Cape Elizabeth because I grew up here 
and they're uh, young professionals who um, are looking for not ownership but renting. Well, okay, um, so so let's think about that for a second. Now you are for all intents and purposes, kind of a Cape Elizabeth rock star. You have been appeared in Maine Magazine. You're a business owner. Your family um, was, you know, in the papers. You sold a large tract of land for a conservation easement. You have for-profit businesses, non-profit businesses. You have a degree from the Boston, you know, Boston University. When you say somebody like you, <laughs> like, wh- I mean... Normal everyday average person. But why shouldn't you pay market rent? There's only why shouldn't everybody in Cape Elizabeth like you have the same opportunity to have housing? I mean, this is going to be a, a slim number of housing units. I, I, why should somebody like Penny Jordan get subsidized housing? Why why should taxpayers help you live in Cape Elizabeth? Um, I guess uh, from an income perspective, if we truly believe in income diversity, that uh, we would consider something along those lines. How are we ever going to uh, get affordable housing in any community if uh, the citizens aren't willing to help um, support it in some way? And we're subsidizing it through our tax do- federal tax dollars as well. Well, we when, nowhere, as far as I can see, in the comprehensive plan, is there a goal for income diversity? There's a goal for housing diversity, diversity right? So, um, in terms of income diversity, Jeff Bezos doesn't have any income. There's a lot of really high wealth people who work very hard mm-hmm. to show no income. What's going to prevent day traders and others who sit on substantial you know, assets, but don't show income and therefore are, you know, eligible for for these apartments. I mean, there's no bank in Cape Elizabeth, there's no social services, there's no public transportation, there's no jobs. So it seems to me attracting, I don't, what kind of diversity are you hoping? It's jobs in Cape Elizabeth. Well, not very many, 90% of people live out of town. And the jobs that there are, are mostly public jobs. And so it seems to me it might be a better use of taxpayer dollars to increase wages of public service, you know, employees rather than <laughs> put the money in private developers. But in, in terms of young people, um, the town, the Cape Elizabeth Comprehensive Plan has an idea that I would like to explore, and that is the cool. use of, there's infill lots all over the place that are non-conforming yeah, lots. That's a fabulous idea. I love that one. Yes. So has it been discussed balancing, given the costs of the Dunham Court, the fact that um, taxpayers will subsidize it, um, the fact that it's subsidizing private developers' profit, Mm -hmm. um, has there been any analysis of whether or not the money that we're planning on spending, I mean, the tax credits are are valued by the developers at $3.5 million. So. Right. Could, could that money right. be better spent putting young people in in homes that actually will appreciate in value and help, you know, get them in town using these infill lots instead of a housing project that has to violate all the zoning laws? I think I think that the infill lots are owned by other people, uh, and what they choose to do with them, they have to make that decision. I think that uh, uh, in a, a perfect world and that 
uh, the town had influence over uh, actions that can happen in those infill lots um, and what type of housing went in those infill lots. I mean, just by um, the size of the lots, they're going to be uh, very moderate size houses, which is great. So that that in itself makes them um, essentially more uh, affordable. Um, and so, yeah, I think infill is 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 a great is a great strategy. Um, I think there are you know the strategies that when we do other developments and we have um, uh, affordable housing as part of uh, the development, uh, that's another strategy. I also, in my uh, my heart of hearts, uh, would would love to see uh, a moderate housing uh, development of some sort that would uh, encourage home ownership and really um, uh, kind of achieve what, what you're suggesting. So there, there are a lot of pieces to how do we address uh, affordability and, uh, and, and varying types of diversity in Cape Elizabeth. So I don't disagree with what you're saying, Cynthia. Do you know why the definition of affordable housing is is not being used in the Dunham Court proposal? I mean, the comprehensive plan defines affordable housing as being uh, one thing, and the um, Dunham Court defines it as something else. My, my understanding, but I could be wrong, is that they are using the... Um, uh, federal, uh, the definition of affordable housing that falls under um, uh, uh, main housing and Etc. That's well, what yeah, I don't think so. I, they, they, they say they identify affordable housing as being um, up to 60%, I think, of um, the median income of Portland, right. which is substantially lower than Cumberland County or Cape Elizabeth. And right, so, I, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it, I, I would be interested, I think, is it worth asking why the definition of affordable housing isn't consistent across our statutes, I mean, our, our local ordinances? I think that's a great question. Um, and um, what, are there any other benefits, public benefits, other than what you've described that you can think of? Um, other than the fact that uh, there would be some ability for uh, people to stay in their town and that it would create people uh, to maybe help uh, build business in the center of town other than those two benefits is that what you're asking me yeah um i will say to me and you may think this is odd I truly believe that one of the greatest benefits that's come out of uh, this project is the dialogue and discussion that has occurred. And it's exactly what we need to have happen in order to make the best decisions for our town. I think the amount of energy uh, that people are putting into uh, understanding the project and, and voicing their views is um, is 
truly one of the greatest benefits this project has brought to us because it has also highlighted uh, many ideas on how we delve into uh, a, a addressing affordability and affordable housing in Cooper Elizabeth. So that to me is the greatest public benefit that's came out of come out of this whole thing. Well, and unfortunately, our connection isn't that great. But I wanted to just say at this point, Penny, I greatly appreciate all the time time and effort that you and the other town councilors are putting into this project. I, I really do. My last question is, is along the lines of this. I am a business owner in the town center that has to comply with the zoning laws that Dunham Court seeks to, you know, get a, a variance from. Why shouldn't this low-income housing district, this TIF district, be extended to the entire town center? Why should only one private company get the benefit if the goal is to support affordable housing why shouldn't all structures in town center you know have the same density and height requirements and 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 you know support the cause along with the private developers why is it fair to me as a business owner (laughs) yeah 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 um so i I think that as we um, step back and we looked at this, we said, is, are, these, um, uh, are these the buildings that we want or is this the development we want throughout the whole town center? Are there, is it the TIF piece that you're questioning, the density piece? So if, there's, if there are specific ordinances that we're touching of the, you know, four ordinances that we're touching that you think that if we change it like from a, the parking perspective or whatever, um, if you think that that could benefit other aspects of the town center, then I think we should talk about that. I, I truly do. I think people should bring forward that if we're going to change this ordinance for this particular part of the town center, here's the benefit this same ordinance could bring to this part of the town center. And I think we need to hear those things because um, that's that's kind of the way, that's what the way I operate. I have my views and my thoughts, but I get most of my um, information from the uh, the people who are impacted and then I formulate my decision based on that input not based on Penny Jordan's point of view does it concern but, does it concern you that this development is being entirely uh, funded through debt and there's there's no person who's going to be responsible for it? I mean, it's just corporations taking on a lot of debt, and the debt is going to be serviced by this tax increment financing. So the taxpayers are going to be paying the debt, and at the end of the the time period, the property will have appreciated greatly. Um, The developers will have made a profit, and the Mm -hmm. taxpayers will have absorbed all the additional services and social, you know, uh, associated with the project. If there's going to be older people living there, that means there's going to be higher costs associated with fire and ambulance. If there's going to be, if there's going to be more students in the school, there's going to be um, higher costs without additional taxes. So is the town like 
sharpened its pencil and really done the numbers as to whether or not in the long run there actually is any economic benefit whatsoever? Um, I will say that those numbers have not been put in front of me. I will say that those questions have been asked and we um, and we do seek answers on them because we do need to understand how much these services with that num- you know additional people uh, plus you know older people you know what's it going to mean and we also need to understand exactly what you say i i always question what happens to a building when it's no longer useful to you uh, because and if you sell it what's it all going to mean so i'm i look out you know 15 or 20 years from now and it's funny because when i was thinking about this call and i'm going one of the things i always try to think about is 15 or 20 years out. What's that building going to look like? Who's going to own it? What will the center of town look like? How will it have altered this? So uh, those are all the questions that are still in um, in play for me. Uh, people may be out there going, you know, Penny Jordan really supports this project, but Penny Jordan's evaluating this project and I'm evaluating with an open mind. Well, I'm really um, glad. I'm glad. And I hope, I guess what I really am interested in finding out and I hope and I'll certainly be paying close attention to this issue is that it seems to me if the four lot subdivision was approved there must have been the case made that there was an appetite for commercial development in town so Dr. Jake so so I don't know why we have to assume that if it wasn't for this Dunham Court there would be no housing because it sounds to me like there would be and it would not be subsidized and therefore the town could uh, then still, you know, uh, seek to accomplish the goals set out in the comprehensive plan without the outlay of substantial mm-hmm. sums of money. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I just hope that there's been some or there will be some explanation as to why Ocean House Commons was approved in the first place if there's no, if there was no now, economic feasibility associated with those two now remember, lots. Now, remember, the project has not been approved. It's still in play. Right. Well, no project has been approved. We're still we're still debating uh, ordinances. Well, um, but it sounds to me like is there any question about the tax increment financing? I mean, is there any concern on your part that this is just a gimmick that Wall Street guys? I mean, we're basically injecting Wall Street onto Main Street and Cape Elizabeth because these tax credits are going to be sold on the market, securitized. They apparently mm-hmm. have a value of three point five million dollars, and. You know who knows they're going to be off. They're going to be used by corporations and rich people to offset high high income. I mean, I is that really what is that is that really the best Cape Elizabeth can do is just to enable this kind of pushing around of money? It just it strikes me as not our our style. How do how do you how do you think that and because you you travel in a whole world different world than i do how do you think that um um affordable housing projects get funded in other cities i i bet in westbrook there's tiffs that are going on i bet in um in in portland there is i know um 
Avesta Housing is probably mostly HUD funded. Yes. But well, well, my understanding that is that TIFs generally are used to attract investment to blighted exactly. or, or otherwise undevelopable commercial property, not, exactly. not to subsidize like property in one of the wealthiest communities. I mean, commercial property in Cape, you know, Cape Elizabeth is worth a lot. I just, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm, yeah. and I don't know I'm, the tax credits on the information that has been submitted by Dunham Court. They say the equity raised from sale of the tax credits is going to equal 28% of the total budget of $12.5 million, which is $3.5 million. So they're going to sell these tax credits for three and a half million dollars in addition to not having to pay taxes on the property that is increasing in value. It's just, so in these other towns, TIFs are used to attract investment that otherwise wouldn't be here, whereas in Cape Elizabeth, this, develop, this, this development yeah. was just approved for commercial purposes. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Dunham Court, presumably these two lots would be sold on the open market and developed consistent with zoning laws like everything else in town center. I just, I don't understand why there should be an exception made in this instance when these two lots just came on the market in like 2019 before COVID. They were just approved by the planning board. Well, and I, I, I will tell you the piece that I am in support of from an ordinance change perspective is the uh, commercial space on the first floor. I think that, and, and we can take, say some other project came in um, uh, to the Village Green and and wanted to put up some sort of uh, uh, structures. Uh, I really don't think commercial space should be uh, a, uh, a deal breaker. Yeah, but that's what's in the ordinance. Like you say that, and I maybe that's true, yeah. but, should, but shouldn't then but be... But we can't trust ordinances yeah, if I know, we but... feel time has changed right but so if we're going to change the ordinance i guess i would just say that it should apply across the board and not be yes. for one specific yes. project. i don't disagree with that i don't disagree with that one i i agree with that actually um well what's uh, the next step for the project as far as you understand uh we're still uh debating the town council is still uh, uh working on the ordinance piece and so basically our next steps are that uh we have set a public hearing i believe it's for our september it is our september council meeting i can't remember the date i think it's the 12th and uh, in between between now and then uh, the council will be having a workshop to discuss the ordinances and to really kind of peel the onion on them and to really get into them and the implications of them exactly the questions you're asking cynthia we are, we are going to dive into them and really understand the implications of each one of them then we go to public hearing um, we will hear from uh, the citizens of Cape Elizabeth and then after that we will go to another workshop where we will um, uh, take and um, discuss the input from uh, the citizens uh, where we're at any questions that we have that need to be addressed based on us delving into those ordinances and then we will um, head toward our October meeting, our October council meeting, to have a vote on what 
will happen with those ordinance and ordinance changes. And when in the in that process do you understand that the town submits its application for this TIF district? I, I, I'm sorry that I'm uninformed about that. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, um, maybe if if you're agreeable, um, we could catch up another time. I just want to say again, I greatly appreciate the work that you do for the town. I greatly appreciate the time you took this afternoon to talk to me. I hope that some of these questions that we discussed will get answered. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think your questions were fabulous. I really, really appreciate them. Um, so uh, I, I hope they will get answered because I jotted them down, and I'm going to listen to the podcast so I can make sure <laughs> Good. Well, Penny Jordan, <laughs> thanks again. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Cynthia. This was fabulous. Thank you. You made it easy. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.